Hey there, this is Lewis Johnson taking my love of sports into the world of esports. So I'm breaking down what's happening in the esports industry, talking with great guests, influencers, and tracking their personal and professional journeys to see how all of that has influenced where they are now. And in the end, I hope you're inspired. And so with that, welcome to All In With Esports. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of All In With Esports. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff happening here. Of course, you can catch all of our podcasts on Esports FPN. First of all, can I just tell you how excited I am not to be in my home office, you know, doing this on Zoom, <laughs> looking at somebody, talking to them, but they they can see me, but you can't see us. Right. This is so cool. I am at the esports uh, arena in Arlington, the esports stadium, I should say, in Arlington today. And this episode is going to be something I think very cool because we're talking to the new president of this venue, Luke Bauer, who is only 24 years old. And man, he's got the reins of this sucker. Yes, <laughs> it deserves a round of applause. Luke, how are you? I'm doing just fine. How are you today? I'm great, man. You can tell I'm really happy to be out of the confines oh, of the office, right? I, I think we all are. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. In my other world of, of live sports television, we are now back on the road doing track and field events, getting ready for the Olympic trials. We're doing it in venues that have no fans. It kind of stinks, but listen, you got to start where you are. Right. And and speaking of that, uh, where are you guys down here at Esports uh, Stadium here in Arlington in terms of getting things going again, fans, no fans, what's happening? Well, Texas in particular is is ready to go with everything. I mean, depending on the event, some people still want to keep it keep it closed or keep it private, depending on you know who it, who it is that's running it. Right. Um, but what we found is that a lot of people are willing to to come out and make live events happen again. So we're having a lot of stuff come up this summer, and even the second week of June. As soon as the second week of June hits, we're pretty much booked all the way until September awesome. right now, and so. We expect that to keep going afterwards. So we're really excited over here. Um, expect to continue a lot of growth. That sounds great. So for those of you who don't know exactly where this place is, um, the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex is this huge uh, area. You've got yeah. Dallas to the east and Fort Worth to the west. The DFW airport sits kind of right in the middle. Um, and Arlington is just maybe seven, eight miles just to the south of the airport. So that's where we are. Why do I know that airport, man? Because it's like my second home, you know, yeah. traveling <laughs> in and out uh, of there for sure. Um, for many years, I've been coming down here going to Six Flags with my sons and never realize that this place was here right across the street right across the street yeah. exactly i'm looking at the roller coasters as i came in and you guys are right here and uh the space is just unbelievable the building's what about a hundred thousand square feet yep all in total with parking lot everything yep okay and so the arena inside is about how big about twenty-eight thousand. okay when i first came here and saw this my jaw dropped uh i've been seeing a lot of uh, venues and, and spaces in my career in the business but what's so special about this arena um that you have well, uh, for for starters, it's the largest dedicated esports facility in uh, North America. In North America, yeah, not in, in Dallas, America. not yeah. in Texas, in nope. North America. Not even, not even the U.S. Wow, the, yeah, and we're we're very proud of it. And yeah. the only other real stadium, quote unquote, is the HyperX uh, in California. And so uh, a lot of a lot of Californians are trying to get stuff built over there right now, but because of COVID, it's kind of been pushed back. So. Right. We're still kind of, you know, one of the only ones out there. Um, so we're we love to be just in this epicenter of really Texas. Yeah. We call it the Arlington Entertainment District. We've got the Cowboys down the road, Texas Rangers down the road, us. Uh, so yeah. so we love the area. And it's 
I don't see why it couldn't be the next big thing. So. Oh, it is. It, listen, it already is. Yeah, yeah. I'm a native Texan. Spent a lot of time, some time in California, a lot of time overseas. But uh, Texans really do believe in doing everything big. And this oh, place yeah. is huge. Uh, you mentioned Cowboy Stadium, Jerry's World, just a couple of miles away. The new baseball stadium for the Rangers is literally right down the street. The amusement parks, you got it all right here. Oh, yeah. um, speaking of those uh, franchises, uh, what has been the um, marriage between, you know, pro sports and the esports world. What what do you know about that? And especially well, right here in Dallas. Yeah, well, it's kind of funny. They're starting to merge now. Um, even a lot of players, uh, athletes for Cowboys, Rangers, I mean, every team out there, um, you're starting to see a lot of these guys start to stream and get involved uh, in a lot of times Madden or COD or whatever it may be. But um, absolutely, they're the athletes themselves are getting into it. And the Mavs even actually started up their own gaming center. Right. Um, I forget the name of it now, but uh, Cowboys have uh, simpli- or complexity, rather. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, athlete, real, quote unquote, real sports, what some people call it. Yeah. Uh, are, are getting into the esports realm completely. But, yeah. Yeah. And I, I think it would be great at some point if you can get some of those athletes to come over here. And, Absolutely. Yeah. And you, you alluded to athletes, real athletes. Yeah. I am learning that esports athletes are also athletes. Yes. Right? Oh, absolutely. I, I, I didn't mean that to take away from I'm esports trying to help athletes. You out because yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I, I know. Twitter's pe- going to blow up on that one. Oh, yeah. People will get mad for sure. For sure. Yeah. No, the only, sometimes I just refer to that kind of in a joking sense. Yeah, yeah of yeah, course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. And, and I'm amazed at that. I was in Paris uh, over this uh, last fall and I was uh, looking at a couple of pro teams over there, one mm-hmm. in particular, just crossed, uh, crossed some Chatelet-Léal, and there's a team there that has a beautiful facility, and they also work out at the Stade de France, which is the big stadium where they go there and do all their athletic training. They've got, you know, dietitians. They've got all this type of stuff that they do right. to help them become better gamers. So um, for people, especially parents who are who don't know esports the way I'm learning about it and the way you know it because you've lived it, yeah. um, athleticism is a part of this industry, oh, and yeah. it is uh, something that I believe is going to become, uh, you're going to see it as a more wholesome activity not just sitting in front of a screen and being sedentary uh, i think it's going to be that for sure um let's step back a little bit into yeah. into your into your life and your career where were the early connections for you with gaming and esports and how did it all develop well really I, i've been playing video games my entire life and before i was playing them i was watching my brothers play them and and when i finally got a controller in my hand i never put it down yeah um obviously you know, parents are concerned. They're spending too much time doing this. How is this really benefiting them? And so now it's kind of cool to go back and say, well, look, look where it is now. So, right, right. <laughs> and then, yeah, it, it, it's crazy. I never, to be completely honest, I never thought I'd, I'd be where I am. Yeah. It's, it's amazing to be here. Um, and my, the whole journey has been amazing. Yeah. So yeah. It's, been a blessing i can just imagine the conversations with your parents at home oh, uh, yeah. i don't think either one of them, i don't know them but i'm imagining neither one of them were president of a large event space like this at 24 Am no right? they, they were not no you <laughs> <laughs> are you are right right so um you come in you assume a massive responsibility uh mm-hmm. the facility been shut down about a year right uh with COVID. yeah just about yeah All right okay so what type of planning has been put in place to begin to open the space back up responsibly and give yeah. people a place to come and game and really get this energy back which we all want to see yeah well i mean it really starts with the fans i mean being in Texas, it helps a lot that people are a lot more open to coming out and doing things. Yeah. Um, so that obviously helps. But when we first came in, we just kind of had to plan like COVID wasn't going to be here in a certain amount of time. It was, you know, 
if it is still here, then all right, shame on us. And we'll, we'll have to push these events back or whatever it may be, but we let's, let's act like they're going to happen and we just have to get something going. Um, I, I think there was a lot of complacency um, beforehand where it's like, okay, well, we can't do anything, but you, we got to try, we got to try to make something happen. Right. Here. So right. I'm just trying to find those solutions, um, whether it be digital, because broadcast is such a big thing. You don't necessarily have to be in person for an event to happen. That's right. That's such a big part of esports too. So Yeah. It's funny you say that because I've learned a lot about that uh, in this uh, COVID, I guess you could say year off mm-hmm. where we saw a lot of sports go away because first of all, the players, the athletes couldn't compete. Right. And then secondly, you couldn't have any, anybody in the facilities to cover anything. And, and for us in broadcasting, but this idea of remotes, remote broadcasting became very strong and a lot yeah. of the events were being remotely broadcast. And I'm assuming that that was already kind of a part of this industry uh, where you're covering events from around the world. And now that's a, a format that a formula that can, can be used even more, even when COVID comes back. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, it or was COVID is over. I right. Say. Yeah. And it's, yeah. 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 Of course I, pe- people have been streaming, um, doing online tournaments way before COVID happened. Right. But I, I do think COVID actually, I guess, in some way positively impacted that aspect yeah. of gaming yeah. is because um, a lot more because that was the only option, a lot more of that had to come back. So, right. Right. Yeah. So um, as you guys begin to plan, give us a sense as the new uh, recent president here um, of what's your, what's a typical day like for you? What are you doing? What kind of oh, meetings man. are you having and what are y'all discussing that you, that you can let us know about? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, I mean, what it is right now is just establishing a lot of connections within the local area, mm-hmm. um, reaching out to publishers, um, people who throw big tournament organizers, um, and just anyone working within the video game industry and even, even markets adjacent to video games, whether that be anime, um, you know, YouTube groups, anything in the entertainment world, we see that as kind of an opportunity because no one else, at least in the DFW area, is is really tackling a lot of the like the well, not not nobody, but um, really tackling the the Hollywood esque aspect that that we have here then with the production capabilities that we have mm-hmm. um, in the studio, especially revolving kind of the the nerdy um, world of esports and things adjacent to it. Yeah, yeah. I'm also wondering about the the critical importance of sponsorships and those relationships. Oh, yeah. uh, everybody's been through a very difficult fiscal year, right? And who knows how long that carryover lasts. So what can you share with us about what's happening with the endemic sponsors uh, reg- around esports and then some of those non-endemic sponsors that you want to uh, draw back who may be also diff- dealing with the fiscal difficulties of, of just a rough year? How, how are those relationships working? Yeah, well, well so far, our sponsors team is actually making a, a decent amount of progress. Uh, we actually brought in two new guys um, specifically for sponsorships about a month, month and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's their sole role. And they've, they've been doing a great job reaching out to people. And that's the thing. There's so many different elements of esports. So there's obviously merchandising, um, energy drinks, even alcohol is kind of a, a, a big one. Um, and yeah, so, so, so far it's been great reaching out to these people. People are still open to it. COVID hasn't affected it as much as I thought it would have. Um, people are open and now that things are starting to come back and they know we're starting to have events again, um, it makes it a lot easier to convince them that, Hey, this is a, you know, we've got this budget now we have to get our name out. 
um, as soon as possible, especially in the largest esports stadium in North America. Exactly, so. <laughs> exactly. Speaking with Luke Bauer, who is the president here of the esports stadium in Arlington. Great conversation going here on All In With Esports. Um, I walked in and there were about six kids who had just gotten dropped off on the curb. And they ran up the steps and in the door and were at the front desk uh, giving yeah. them passcodes and what have you to get in and going right. to pay their daily fee yeah. to come and play some games. What are local kids able to do now in the facility before these bigger events happen? Yeah, on so, a day-to-day basis. Yeah, on a day-to-day basis, uh, our gaming center is uh, open from 10 to 10 or 10 to midnight on uh, weekends. Uh, so anybody can come by. We have an ar- arrangement of all kinds of games. If we don't have the game, let us know, and we'll see if we can't get it in there. Um, but you can play on what the pros use, you know, the, the best equipment, the best internet. You, you're not going to really have a better setup anywhere else. So yeah. we pride ourselves on that and... Uh, yeah, we want people to come out and start utilizing that more. Um, we're also having a lot of more first-party events, like uh, in-person tournaments for fighting games, or for, I mean, really any game. Um, but fighting game definitely has has bigger turnouts. People have been itching to get back into that. Right. Um, so we're we're excited to to host these and, and bring this community kind of back to life. Yeah. Um, I had a really interesting discussion on a previous podcast with a gentleman who is involved in the game, the gambling side of, of, of oh, gaming. Right. right? It yeah, was okay. very, very interesting. Okay. Yeah. I had no idea the amount of time and effort had been put into what they believe is going to be another exponentially exploding area of esports, and that's gaming and gam- gambling. Uh, yeah. Any thoughts on that and, and where it may go? And, and can this facility be involved with that or does it have to be separate? Potentially one day. Um, okay. We are in talks with uh, potentially a, a couple people who who might have some some ideas, depending on if laws can change. Right. Um, but yeah, we're, we were definitely keeping our eye on that. We'd love to make something happen if we can. Yeah, yeah, that that is just incredible. I mean, the the, the potential there, I mean, is just astronomical. I was oh, yeah. looking at his deck and I was like, oh my gosh, it's it's unbelievable. Yeah. So. Um, Major events coming. Uh, that's one of the things that's missed. I, I have to tell everybody that when you first walk into the arena, and we're going to go take a look around in just a few minutes. When you walk into the main hall, it is shocking. It is shocking. I've seen pictures, you know, I've seen a little bit of video. It is amazing how massive the room is. And then those big LED boards that were up on the stage that yeah. just create this sensory experience. Uh, when will we see this place full of people and, and a major event happening anytime soon? Yeah, so we've got a couple things in the work. I can't say exactly what they are yet. Oh, the yeah. secret events coming. But okay. Yes, yeah, st- keep a lookout for because we'll we'll be announcing them as soon as as soon as we're allowed to. But gotcha. uh, the the first one I, I I can talk about that is a public event. Um, unfortunately, actually, they're already sold out of tickets for it. But um, uh, that's a good thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, YouTube group RDC World is uh, going to be having DreamCon here. Hmm. I believe that's July twenty third through the twenty fifth. So I'm really excited about that. They uh, they do a lot of content around anime and video games. So this is the perfect location for them. And they're local to Texas. So. Awesome. And is that like a weekend event, a three-day event or a week? Or how long does it last? Yeah, it's a weekend event. Okay. So, yeah. And I'm, I'm assuming that you'll have then, you know, other events happening around it. Then you have the major event, which I guess lasts on a, on a Saturday or what have you, that's several hours long or what? Yeah, so it's it's kind of a content creator thing too. So they'll they're inviting a lot of people out that do a lot of similar content, mm-hmm. um, and they'll be doing panels. There's a like kind of a vendor area where people can do trading cards or whatever it is. And then on the stadium side, we're actually kind of operating the tournament for that. But uh, you can also buy digital tickets too if you want to watch that. So you can 
um, play online or watch everything that gonna, we're going to be doing here um, from Twitch, I believe. So. Right. That's pretty cool. Now, that's the part of it that really interests me, having traveled a lot with my sport as an athlete and then as a broadcaster, is mm -hmm. what's happening around the world and then how do these other locations around the globe uh, tap into what's happening maybe right here. So when you have that event, anybody around the world can buy a digital ticket and join and be a part of it. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. Okay. How do you deal with language translation going back to China or to, to, to Japan or to, you know, South America, anywhere? How, how does all that work out? So I don't actually think we're planning on that. I think it's going to be all English actually. Okay. Um, at least, at least for this one. Um, just because all their content is made in English too. So mm -hmm. I don't think they're, they're really trying to hit that market, okay. but of course, um, maybe subtitles can help there. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and so right. I guess subtitles would be the responsibility of the receiving party, right? Maybe right. if they're taking in the, uh, the event, then they mm -hmm. can put subtitles up on the screen, what have you. Right. right. That sounds pretty cool. Um, when you're not in meetings and you're not doing all these other, you know, responsible, uh, duties as a president, <laughs> what do you do to hang? What do you do to have fun? What, 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 what do you do to get away from everything? Well, believe it or not, I play video games. Right? Okay. What a surprise. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, in complete honesty, I'm actually terrible at pretty much every esport. <laughs> you, you'd think I, I'd be good at some of them. And, and super smash bros is really the only one that I can even hang a hat on and say I'm, I'm decent at. Yeah. First person shooters, terrible at, um, but I, I love a lot of role playing games, uh, Breath of the Wild, a lot of single player type of stuff, yeah. but video games have always been a part of my life and yeah, I love, I love it. I love the communities on there as well. So yeah, man, I can imagine. Well, we are really coming into a, a really important transition you know, as, as a country and globally, really, as we kind of move toward the exit ramp, hopefully of, of COVID. Yeah. And I just got to believe here that you guys must be super excited about what's going to happen over the next few months and the next few years. Oh, most definitely. Yeah. We, we expect this to be the Mecca of esports in, in the world. That's our, love that's that. our goal. So love that. Love that. Yeah. We, we, you know, COVID might've slowed us down a little bit in the beginning, but that's, that's not going to stop us from continuing the goal. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, you know, on the, on the, if there is a positive side, and I say that with, with all respect and dignity yeah. there, we've been forced in so many areas to rediscover ways to do things. Right. Right. And yeah. then sometimes those new ways will be things that we may continue on. And so I think it's pretty cool. So, I mean, this is a great room, but shall we go out and look around? You want to show me some stuff? Let's do it. Okay, let's go. All right. So yeah, back here. Uh, this have, way? Yeah, yeah. We have 18 rooms back here. 18 rooms? 18 rooms, all the same size as that one. Okay. Uh, I got our player lounge here, so you know, assuming there's a, a big giant event, right. each team would have their own team room, and then they could all convene in the this local space right here. Okay. And they could, you know, we'll, it looks it'll look way cooler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> assuming they got, but you got ping pong. Got to have here. the ping pong yeah, table. Have right. Ball. Everything. Right. So we'd have a bunch of stuff set up in here uh, for any big event that came through. So. so these are places where teams can come and relax and then get ready to go out and do their thing. Right? Absolutely. All right. Let's keep rolling. But then this is where we start to get to the really cool stuff. Okay. So this is Production Alley. Uh, production Alley. Production Alley. Okay. Right down here and right there. Um, so this is behind the scenes where all the other production offices are back that way? Yeah, so we've got post-production. Well, let's just take a tour. Okay, you got it. So this is the main control room right here. Probably going to be some people in here doing their thing. Oh, nope, it's, it's locked. locked. Okay, that's all right. <laughs> they really are doing their thing. They are doing their thing, yeah. Well, let's see if they're anywhere else, you know. Okay. 
Caster room. This is the one thing I had to get used to as yes. a broadcaster. Very you don't broadcast esports, you're a caster. Yes. So this is where they come in and announce, right? Yes. So there's a big green screen room, uh, teleprompter, things like that. Yeah. Camera. Yeah, it's, it's very nice. Uh, I've even done some casting in there myself. Oh, have you? Yeah. Okay. I do some casting for Super Smash Brothers. Okay. Post production. Act, for lunch. Actually, <laughs> actually, it's good that all these rooms are locked because you got lots of important stuff going on. Howdy, howdy. It uh, looks like an important meeting going on here. Yes. A little bit of an important meeting. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> I'll let y'all get back to it. Yeah, and then came on the lights. There we go. There we go. That's what I'm talking about. Wow, so cool. Oh, yeah. So cool. When I first when I first saw this, I was just blown away about by the size, yeah. and I was blown away by the uh, the big LED screens there, and uh, just just so cool. Definitely, yeah. So, you know, ideally during a big event, you'd have the the main showing in the middle. Yeah. You could have either one team on this side. You can have map displays. Yeah. You can do any number of things. Um, even the desk itself lights up LED. Right. The, everything lights up. This, even the broadcast booth. Right here. Right here in the. Is that what this is? This is where the casters are. Yep. This okay. They can be. They can be in the cast room. They can be out here. A lot of the times for a big event, this would be up on a, a stage that sits about this high. Right. So. Uh, and they'd yeah. be they'd be casting what's going on up there. Right, yeah. right. So they'd be looking at these screens. Everyone would be, the, the whole 2,500 people would be out here watching and right. they'd be casting up here. So yep. get the full live experience and then usually broadcast it to Twitch. Now this looks very familiar to me, right? Yeah. Headset, <laughs> microphone, and I see the cough button and cough I see button, the talk, talk back, back button. Yeah. Now I'm doing TV. Yeah, there you go, <laughs> right back at it. Awesome. Um, can I walk up there? Oh, of course, yeah. Okay. And of course, tons of, we were talking about sponsorships earlier. Tons of sponsorship opportunities here. Right. Uh, with the banners, all over the walls, anywhere we can put some logos. Right. Right. So, w with these um, LED screens, just bring so much light and energy. You know what have you? That's so cool. And then you've got your cameras that point right at the players, right? It's a live shot of each player. Right, right in the face. Yep. And then you have a direct feed from all of their gaming on this computer to your, to, as an output to, your, to, the, to the broadcast to be able to watch it, right? Precisely. What they're doing. Yep. Yeah. So if this is one team of five players, you also have usually a coach or what have you. Is a coach up here on the stage? Or? So yeah, we can actually utilize our team rooms to give audio so the coach doesn't even actually have to be up here. He okay. Can be giving his signals and things like that. Introduce your players, bring them on. Yeah. They've got all the Practice lights and everything. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Let's Absolutely. practice it. Let's practice it. You're going to go out. <laughs> okay. And with Team Arlington, Luke Bauer! <laughs> Still waiting for that day. There you I go. There, there you go. <laughs> oh, man. Really, really neat. And to sit up here and see this room as big as it is, just unbelievable. I guess you've got some, some hard cameras out there that give you your head-on shots. Yep. And then you, do you have any roving cameras around, any handheld cameras that kind of catch fans or what oh, have yeah, you? yeah, yeah, we've got that all in production. Um, we've got jibs, got all kinds of things. That's my favorite camera in the business, the jib. Yeah. My favorite <laughs> camera, for sure. Yeah. On that crane, kind of moving up and swinging around, you get those really nice big sweeping shots. Definitely. Where do you put the jib out here? Well, it just kind of depends. Uh, okay. Of, sometimes, most of the time we've had it near the caster booth. Yeah. 
So, I mean, this is what we wanted to see, this big hall with this great space, with this huge stage, which really has just been lying idle for almost a year, but not much longer, right? Not much longer, yeah. Wow, this is really cool. So, um, Luke, thanks so much, man, for allowing us to come and hang out and chat about the journey you've been on in, the, in this gaming industry, and then, of course, assuming the role as president, which is a big responsibility, now bringing this place out of COVID to activity. It won't be long before you'll see the eSports Stadium here Arlington full of people, people up on the stage, the LED screens lit up, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So thanks so much for having us, man. Hey, Appreciate thanks it. Thanks for having me on as well. Absolutely. And hope you guys have enjoyed this uh, conversation and a behind-the-scenes look at the actual facility that is coming to life soon right here in Arlington, Texas. Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. Right here you have the Arlington Esports Stadium, the biggest in North America. And it's been fun to be here. So hope you've enjoyed this episode of All In With Esports. Lots of fun happening here today. And of course, lots of great episodes from my shows and other shows at Esports FPN. So hope you'll join us and check that out. And until next time, hope you've been inspired and I'll talk to you soon. Hey, thanks so much for listening to All In With Esports. Now, don't forget to subscribe to your favorite podcast channel and we would love to hear from you about this or any other shows on the Esports Future Eye Network.